the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air if you are so thinking of, of pushing that. TikTok is like jumping in the top of the downloads because Trump's going to ban TikTok starting on Sunday, I think. Um, it's interesting how uh, brands are relying on TikTok to reach billions of Generation Zers and uh, companies, brands like Lively and Kombucha and Ivory Ella, uh, they're all trying to figure out, you know, where do we go? It's a little bit of a mess out there, a little bit of a scramble. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Roche is in the news today. I still see these stories, and I, I go, that's kind of newsworthy for us. We should talk a little bit about that. Um, there's a Swiss healthcare company, a great long-term investment idea, because over the long term, there's going to be people on this planet. And over the long term, we're going to be consuming pharmaceuticals, and they're in the business of pharmaceuticals. They've t- uh, launched a new test to measure COVID-19 antibodies, and they've provided evidence that drugs are reducing the need for ventilators, which I hope we learn something in this pandemic that we can treat things differently. And it's it's a horrible thing to say, but like doctors in America learned an enormous amount about the human uh, anatomy during Civil War. When we had the North against the South, doctors had to learn, like, how do you amputate a leg? Well, I better figure this one out quickly and we better get good at it. And out of that came a whole new industry of artificial limbs. And every time there's something like a Gulf War, we learn more and more um, as limbs seem to get knocked off and blown up in wars, right? Horrible thing to say, but technology comes out of it. Um, healthcare advances come out of it. I'm hoping the healthcare advances out of New York's running out of ventilators, out of that drama, out of that horrible situation, I hope there's something positive, if you're with me. So Roche is saying there is. Uh, they said their new target antibodies against a severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, can determine a vaccine-induced immune response. Um, we seem to be tinkering to improvements. So I just wanted to remind you, Roche is out there, and they sell a lot of pharmaceuticals that we're going to consume for many, many years, even after COVID. Um, they're saying that France and Spain have hit a case surge to fresh records. So on one hand, I'm saying, hey, there seems to be some improvements. But on the other hand, I'm saying, we're, we're not learning a lesson that anytime we open back up, anytime we get aggressive, anytime we hang out with 200 people, people get sick. That's my whole commentary on that. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Um, but it's also a reminder that when people are sick, they don't spend money. 
Uh, they just, I guess they spend money on healthcare is the right way of saying it, right? Or the government does. Somebody does. Uh, so France and Spain are seeing more new cases every day than they did when the virus originally peaked this spring. I don't know if you were like me, but I'd watch the news headlines at night after working on Wall Street during the day, and it was pretty scary stuff back then as far as the rollout in numbers. And now they've gotten so big that they don't mean anything to us. Now we're like one million residents. So it's just not that impressive. Spain and France recorded an average of 215 and 129 daily cases per million. And like, okay, what's that come out to? Uh, Total cases in the United States are sitting at 38,500 per day. What? Did he just say yes? That's right. Thirty. We're diagnosing thirty-eight thousand more a day. Like, when do these numbers run out? It's. Uh, I once heard a stand-up comedian. I think his name was Eddie Izzard. Say something along the lines of, you know, if you're Jeffrey Dahmer and you you kill ten people, you're you're a monster. But if you're a dictator and you kill like Paul Pot millions of his own people. We don't even understand it. Our brain can't computate that many people. And that's where we are with COVID, in my opinion. Um, Stocks are mixed down, what's called quadruple witching hour. Um, Stocks have turned lower. Um, Options are... I tend not to address them. I never talk stock options on the air. I've done some stock option strategies on one of my core positions, Apple, as a way of getting out. I will sell some options. Um, So I get income, and if the stock goes down, I got income from the guy who bought them. And if the stock goes up, I say goodbye to him, and he buys the rest of the shares. Um, But I'm giving him the option of, we'll find out in 30 days if you want it or not. And he's giving me the option of, I'm doing a little something with my my income, my, my core position, my stock. Um, I don't want to talk options because it used to be, and I, this is frustrating to talk about. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when I'm getting into this industry, um, everyone kind of lined up. There was five of us who were pretty dominant, and I think I'm the only one. No, Moen's already still around. I knew Moen, sorry, when he was compact asset management. He's still compact asset management, but he only dealt in commodities. I'm not saying only, but that was his prime marketing thing. And now he's much more big picture, financial planning kind of guy, like I am. I was a tech stock guy. Um, that was my bread and butter, so to speak. But I don't talk options because there was an options guy on. And I was like, okay, what's the rub there? I need to learn about this. And what it is, is as a broker, he made money when you bought options. And he made money when you sold options. He made more money when he did that than when you bought stocks. So he convinced himself, I could do 20 trades a week versus 40 and make the same amount of money. I could do 40 options and make double what I was making selling 40 stocks. So his concept was, this is a product that's going to make me the most money. Sadly, most options expire worthless. So because of that, you end up not doing well by trying to leverage into a stock that you shouldn't be leveraged into because you don't have the money to buy the core position. I use it to unwind a core position, not to create wealth, but to unwind wealth. It doesn't sell well on radio, and it's very, very confusing. Again, I think we have little lizard brains that have gotten a little bit bigger through the years. 
but the marketing techniques have improved enormously and I just don't want to hurt you. And I don't want you to come back. People come back to me and say, Rob, I've been maxing my, uh, maxing on my 401k for years. I'm, I'm getting fa- Facebook posts from people right now that are like, uh, oh, I used to listen to Rob, but I moved to Denver. I used to listen to Rob, but I moved to North Carolina. My Facebook page is Crown 4 Rob Black, Crown 4 Rob Black, or I hate Rob Black. Um, and I think that's actually kind of funny to do the I hate Rob Black because I have this great picture and you can see it on the news now because I'm doing news from home and in my office, it's a picture of me when I was six years old feeding a baby goat and it's so cute. And I came up with this idea of I hate Rob Black. I wanted to put that picture of me feeding a baby goat on a t-shirt with a big X through it and it says, I hate Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Trump is banning TikTok and WeChat from the U.S. App Store starting Sunday. I thought they kind of got a deal together with Oracle, and there's the CEO. She was part of his inauguration team of Oracle. But uh, then there's Larry Ellison having a fundraiser at his house for Trump earlier this year. You're like, ah, it's all political. I know what's going bad. It's still not done. It it should be. But that's kind of out there. Snowflake is down another 2%, down 4 bucks today. Um, I'm not going to be interested in that stock until it's six months old. In the world of investing, it's good to have standards. I'm willing to walk away if I don't have some sort of editorial control. I've been asked to interview guests that would be paid. And I'm not against that. I get radio has to be a business. I get it. But if they're selling product that just does harm to you, I'm not not up for it. Um, One of the ones I can tell you, for instance, that I turned down at Cron was an attorney who did bankruptcy. Uh, Stop paying your mortgage. You know, we're going to renegotiate your deal for you kind of thing. And you just did some searches, and it turned out they were taking $3,000 up front to get your case, to review your mortgage, to get to see if you were gouged or not. And then they would send off a basically a form letter to the bank of, you know, we are representing, and nothing ever happened. You just lost your three to $4,000. Um, I'm not saying all attorneys are that way. I'm not making any sort of bankruptcy attorney, mortgage attorney. I'm not making any assumption on that level. But you have to have standards. And one of my standards is I, I won't put people on air that hurt you. Um, and if I do, like if there's a, a big fight, I'll say something along the lines of that was a commercial. I will let you know so that you can do your own homework on whether or not it's appropriate for you or not. Um, people I have on air are my friends and people that I trust and people that aren't in it for the money. And I I say, do a good job and you'll touch my brand and my brand is trusted. Um, so that's out there. So standards on like a company like Snowflake, I have no interest in an IPO. It's, uh, it's a baby. It's, it would be almost like a 50 year old man dating an 18 year old woman. It's not fair. Uh, you've seen the world. She wants a man who's seen the world. She probably wants a man her own age, though, who could show her the world, who can take her around the world. Um, I don't date 18-year-old girls. It's, well, well, I'm married, but you get the idea, right? You have to have standards. One of my standards when I was 18, I was like, person has to have all their teeth. And if there's a, a story about a tooth that got knocked out, maybe a, that's fine. 
but if you can't take care of your teeth, uh, you can't take care of your uh, my mom, my, my baby. Kind of is my thought, right? Teeth tell a lot. Of which I'm getting my teeth cleaned today. Go into the dentist. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my cavity report on Monday. Tune in Monday for did Rob have cavities or not? I don't think so. Uh, I, I love on my teeth. So stocks are struggling today. Um, Dow's down, Nasdaq's down, SP five. So my point there was you have to have standards. I don't like companies until they've I've seen them in winter, in spring, in summer, in fall. I want to see a whole cycle of how the company's done. I can go back and look at Microsoft. I can tell you how they did in the 2000 tech recession. I can tell you how they did in the 2006, 2008 recession on real estate. I can tell you how they did in Gulf War One, Gulf War Two. I can tell you how they did during a Republican Congress, Democrat Congress. I can tell you how they did in a Republican president, Democrat president. Like, I like seeing that. I like to see that they can handle, you know, the stresses of the world. So a company that's just come public. We don't know their CEOs, and this is horrible of me to say. Um, I'm not good. If a company's just come public, I'm not talking about Snowflake. If a company's just come public, we don't know their CEO is smart or stupid. We don't know if he stutters. If We don't know if he's got a limp. We don't know if he knows how to handle a China ban. We don't know. There's like We know nothing. Um, because they are private, now they're public. I want to see them as a life of a... That, so that's my standard. I hope that makes a little bit of sense to you. You should have some standards. Um, teachers are in the news today. Um, teachers make about 20% less than other college graduates. It's what I would refer to as a wage penalty. Being asked to go above and beyond during COVID. Um, I've seen teachers teach COVID during COVID online beautifully, and I've seen... That some that can't click a mouse, so it's a mess, and they're they're being asked like, you didn't hire me to click a mouse, <laughs> you hired me to teach kids, and now they're asked to click a mouse, right? But public school teachers earn about twenty percent less in weekly wages than non-teacher college graduates. That's one of those degrees that I'm going to have to go. I don't know if you should pursue being a teacher because it's an expensive degree. Your return on investment is going to take a lot longer because college is an investment. You invest in it, and in theory, you get higher earning power. But for teachers, you don't. And one thing our our community needs are teachers, firefighters, and police officers. Um, The police officers, that is a big whoa right now. But I think, in general, we still need police officers. But a lot of people are struggling with that, right? Uh, the wage penalty for male teachers is larger than it is for women. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, the teacher wage penalty for men was about 16.6%, um, and now it's grown to about 30.2%. And that just tells you men make more money in society than women do. Um, even though women make up over 50% of the workforce, it's still skewed. And that's not acceptable. So it's I know you're saying, don't, don't, don't you tell me. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not acceptable if we're going to be in the 21st century. And I'm sticking with that story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, the TikTok news keeps coming up everywhere. Uh, White House is blocking the United States Postal Service from sending face masks to all households. Uh, what's that all about? The 
wealthiest 1% have taken $50 trillion from working Americans. I think there's some smoke there. I think there's some truth there. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. The logistics of Amazon is crazy at how well they're, they've put together their business. Um, I, I don't underestimate them. And when I hear a thousand more warehouses in U.S. suburbs, I'm like, whoa, stop and think about that just for a minute. You thought they were big now? Amazon reportedly has had dozens of listings for doping drugs, but told reporters they were allowed for research despite being shown evidence of human use. Um, so there's a ban on injectable drugs. Amazon had dozens of listings for performance-enhancing peptides on its site. That's starting to get kind of messy, isn't it, when you start thinking about it like that? They eventually, they, they, they've tried to crack down on some illegal stuff, and I was cleaning my office recently, and um, I, I'm cleaning it because I'm doing more video on, you know, it's through Amazon and not through Amazon, through Skype and through um, Zoom calls, and just trying to rearrange stuff to make it look less messy, and I found a pair of old Ray-Bans, of which I got on Amazon, and the moment I opened package, I was like, oh, these are counterfeit. Um Amazon does have a problem with some of the stuff they push. And they have an even bigger problem in that some of the stuff that, like, if I need to, if they come up with Amazon sunglasses, why would I go with the Ray-Bans? Because Amazon will just copy the style of, like, we'll call them, like, A-Bans. Amazon is selling against itself at times or competing with their customers who post on their site for them. So I bring up Amazon because I think it's a stock we all know. It's a company we all know. It's a company we have an opinion on. I do that with Apple and Microsoft. I do it with Facebook to make it a little bit more memorable. On occasion, I'll get into new investment ideas for you. Um, But that just also tells you that investment ideas don't grow on trees. You have to kind of wait for them and and make sure you're right. I was right about DraftKings. I talked about that, and it's had a big move. Um, I'll find something else to to start focusing on. Um, But one of them is seriously, in my opinion, the future of retail. And payments is pretty interesting to study. If you know anything, you know the basics of payments and like uh, visas and the MasterCards, payment systems, and like you know that a merchant pays 1% of the transaction or 15 cents of the transaction. You have some basic concept of how that business is getting done. Um, so I throw that out there on occasion for you. Like what Apple's doing right now with financing, it makes me wonder, are they a phone company? Are they a media company? Are they a financial institution? Uh, They seem to be changing on a pretty regular basis, and it's tougher and tougher. It, It blurs line as an investor. It's tough to say that you definitively know what they are and what they aren't. So just know that. Um, the number of Americans applying for initial jobless claim benefits decreased by 33,000 yesterday to 860,000. Um, our recovery is grinding. It is not robust. And when you see stories about the number of infections, it's become such big numbers that we forget. And we've kind of gotten back to life as normal within reason. Um, we're trying to, but the jobless numbers are bad. They're not good. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One thing we could look at this weekend is Trump's sudden emergence or embrace of a bigger bailout package. Um, have left Republicans skeptical and Democrats holding out for more. Um, I'm not going to fight what's happening. I'm going to report on it to you. I'm going to tell you I don't really like it. Probably one of the, the most upsetting images in my life was when I was a child. There's two. There was that TV commercial with the Indian, the Native American Indian, and he's got a tear in his eye, and as the camera pans out and pans out and pans out and pans out, he sees this um, big trash heap. And basically, the land of the beautiful, the home of the free, has turned into a big old dump pile of plastic and oils and fires and stuff like that. And I get it. I get it. But one of the things that really freaked me out as a kid was looking at the national debt clock. And if you go to usdebtclock.org, it will freak you out. This will give you nightmares. So go right now to usdebtclock.org. And our national debt, okay, there's three. There's That's that's 100,000. That's 100 million. That's 100 billion. We're at $26.7 trillion debt right now. And as I've talked, we're, we just added another $100,000 to it. And as I've talked now, we've just added another $100,000 to it. It's insane. And you can see the U.S. federal tax revenue. You can see revenue per citizen. You can see how much money is in the money supply. It, I don't know. It, it This feels kind of fake to me on some levels because the numbers are just frighteningly moving quickly. Our total debt to GDP ratio is 153%. That's not good. Spending to GDP is 48%. These are all numbers that historically hasn't been that way. Um, so when I see our federal government say, let's throw another trillion and a half on the Barbie, that national debt's going to go from $26.7 trillion to $28.2 trillion, just like that. Just like that. And I've not seen this national debt clock turn green. I've seen it go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper to the red. My whole life, in some ways, doesn't that mean that... Uh, we have to pay back that debt. We don't want to be a deadbeat uh, husband. We don't want to be a deadbeat country. We don't. We, we, we should pay our bills. So we're at oh, another 100000 right? So check it out, usdebtclock.org. So when the federal government, and the story is this morning that, you know, Trump said, yeah, I like $1.5 That sounds about right. Republicans are like, we won't be fiscally conservative. We don't want to bail out big old states like California, New York. They're they're the wrong color states. Um, when that happens, when Trump says one point five trillion, and the Republicans are like, you're kind of ruining this for us, guy, because we're supposed to be looking fiscally responsible. But the Democrats are like, ooh, let's ask for more. Ooh, let's give. Can you tell I hate politics? But. I'm not going to look at $1.5 trillion and not see it as stimulus, because that's what it is. When I'm bemoaning what I'm seeing in the uh, debt clock, I'm also saying you know, those numbers yesterday on the jobless, number of jobless, our jobless recovery, um, we've gotten a lot of the jobs back, roughly 50%. But that leaves a large chunk not there. And what people are going to start learning is, as you work from home and as you do more remote uh, working, companies are going to pay you less. Um, they're going to factor that in, of which uh, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art is opening back up. And I'm stoked by that. 
um, SFMOMA. Um, it's a great museum to go to. Um, they're gonna, they've got a great filtration system, and I, I was doing a little studying on, on how they're doing that, and it's good news. It's not bad news. It's good news. We could all use a little bit of art in our life, but um, I'm not going to fight a $1.5 trillion stimulus. Look what it did this spring. When in March, we're like, we got to shut down. We can't go outside. You could die. Dun, dun, dun. The Calvary came. The Federal Reserve said, we're not going to raise interest rates. Okay, that's checkbox one. And then the federal government said, let's throw a trillion into it. Nope, let's throw another trillion into it. Oh, let's throw another trillion into it. Airlines, you line up, you get some. Hotels, you get some. Small businesses, you get some. And it's kind of nice to have free money. I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't get a check in the mail because I'm in the wrong tax bracket. But I know friends that did, and they were stoked. And Apple was stoked because my friends who got a check in the mail went out and bought Apple phones. Um, and I'm exaggerating that a little bit, but kind of the right vein. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, not a lot of big business stories out there. Tesla's going to have their big battery day next week. Um, and Morgan Stanley says it could potentially change the narrative. Now, keep in mind, we've seen some PR events by Elon Musk that have been ultimate, like, ooh. Ooh, ah, a couple of years ago, like five years ago, he was showing off some of their solar roof panels, and it looked beautiful. I don't know solar roof. I don't know roof panels well, but you know the adobe red clay roofs that are in the Mediterranean and spotted throughout Mexico and various parts of the United States. But just really beautiful tile, beautiful tile work. Um. He had solar tiles that looked like that. I'm like, I'd put that on my roof, even if it didn't give me free energy. Um, my neighbor, who owns a Frankenstein house, you know what I'm talking about, Frankenstein house. Yes, it's all from Home Depot, and it's huge. And um, he put solar panels on that are the big, ugly type. And I'm like, you didn't do me any favor there, bud. But um, I do ask him, I'm like, how's your solar bill? And he's like, Awesome. Uh, paid for itself easily. And he's got enough like blue collar in him that he was able to do a lot of the work himself. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Moderna expects to make 20 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine by 2020 end. So we're getting closer. Uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are opening back up for business. They're going to be playing football, it looks like, sooner rather than later. I... That worries me, but at the same time, I'll, I'll watch a game. There's no doubt about it. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. A family that wanted to get into a franchise. They wanted to open a subway. And I'm like, they're like, we got the money, we got the financing. I'm like, have you talked to an owner of a subway? It seems counterintuitive to not talk to someone who works at one or owns one because there's plenty of them out there and everyone that i know that owns a franchise none of them are happy now again maybe i just don't know the right people i know a family that owns a five guys franchise they own five of them in fact and they hate it they're constantly hiring people they're constantly dealing with uh, people that steal from them they're constantly trying to get managers they're constantly trying to deal with california labor laws they hate it they hate the whole process 
and it consumes them. She's the bookkeeper. He's the owner kind of thing. Um, so their whole family can't get away from something that was meant to like bring them happiness. So my, my thought to you is, if you want to own a subway, go talk to an owner of a subway and find out what his work schedule is. A lot of franchisees that I see basically become the store employee. A friend of mine once bought a bar with nine friends in San Francisco. And he showed it to me, and it was pretty cool. Um, it was in the financial district. It, it had that classic brick facade or brick wall inside. It was cold. But he was constantly there because his eight other partners, which brings up the question of, do you ever want to go into business with a partner? I say no. When you have partners, like a master limited partner, you're limited. And if you have partners, you got to talk to the people and it's like a marriage. Um, I wanted to do a partnership at one point in time with a friend on real estate. And then I, I was like, I'm gonna have to deal with his wife. His wife is gonna have to deal with me. There's gonna be like, there's gonna be issues there. Of, like, they want money for, they want to sell a piece of the property so they can uh, have a kid. Like, no, 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 no. It got messy too soon, too fast. Uh, but on paper, over beers, you know, on napkins, I guess you could say, we wanted to do it. But then getting into the details of it, mm, it's better to have the friendship. So the fastest growing franchises right now in America, number nine, Kid Create Studio. It's about education, mobile and storefront art classes and camps for kids. Um, I get it. I get it. It's a fun, sexy date to go with your spouse to paint and have a professional teach you how to. Painting's not that intimidating. There's tricks. Great idea. Um, and you do it with kids. Love the idea. Would I pay $95,000 to learn how to do it mobily or $250,000 to own my own store? Not a chance in the world. Their, their secret sauce can't be that secret. How about Hounds in Town, which is pet care? That's the number eight hottest franchise right now. They've got 13 locations. It's daycare for dogs. Mm, maybe in an affluent area. Yeah, I, I get it, but would I do it? No. Do I want to deal with a dog dying on my facility or a dog biting another dog? No, 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 no. Uh, number seven on the fastest growing list, British Swim School. Um, it's a fitness club, swim lessons for adults and children. To own the franchise, it's going to cost you $239,000. You can go to the website, British Swim School Franchising. It's not my thing, but maybe that's your dream business. Number six, Mosquito Joe. Now we're talking. Pest management. I hate mosquitoes. I hate pests. Uh, Rob Black has rats. Rob Black lives on a river. Rob Black has rats that drink in the river and come up to his house. Rob Black kills rats. I don't like rats. Um... Uh, that's one of the problems of living on a creek. Um, number five, Made in the Shade. Now, that's kind of interesting. Uh, made in the Shade, home improvement, home-based window covering and services, $54,000 down a franchise. Uh, then you're doing your own marketing, and then suddenly I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I got a Windows by Anderson. Someone dropped a, a mailer at my house. That's how they're doing. That's how they're... 
they're sending kids around with, with flyers and saying, we need business right now. It's not my idea of a franchise. Like, it's, I don't want to do it. Class 101, which is education, college planning for high school students. Okay, okay, I get it. Number three on the list of top franchises, destination athlete. Home-based sales of equipment and uniforms of youth and high school sports teams. If you know one thing about children, um, sports are a business. Sports are a huge business. And we're probably asking our kids to do too much in sports, especially if they're only doing one sport. Um, But that's just a dad talking and not necessarily anything else. But I get the idea of schools. I don't know if PE is going to ever return in California. When I got to California, one of the first things I learned was high schools didn't have lockers. I'm like, of course they have lockers. And California's budgets are so tough that they don't want to have janitors having to fix lockers when they break. So lockers all got pulled out of schools. And I'm like, whoa. I don't know if that's totally true because it doesn't sound like it could possibly be right. But I don't see why we're doing PE in school. I was looking at Santa Barbara schools, and uh, their high schools are pretty interesting. You can go to any of the high schools. One of them's science. One of them's arts. Like they have different majors in their high schools. Um, and I was like, what, what about music programs? They don't have those in California anymore. If you want to, they do, but it's like a ukulele. You can play the ukulele at the, at the school that my kids go to. Like seriously, cost money. So I get the idea of a franchise that says we're going to do music or a franchise that says we're going to do sporting goods. I get it. I don't want to buy into it.